0: Hi,
1: how are you? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, very well,
0: thank you. Yeah, thank thanks you for, for having coming. me on. That's all right. Thank you for coming. Um, it's obviously a little bit late in the evening for, for you and early morning for us. Um, so thank you for staying up for us. But I um, I really wanted to have you um, talk on this because you are um, have been through a similar situation uh, to myself recently, and you're kind of at the start of a journey that I'm now quite a way through. So I thought it would be interesting, especially for under L for living, to have a chat about um, how your situation has changed your life or your perspective on life Um, and as well sort of compare notes if you like.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, um, tell us, give me a little bit, uh, well, for the listeners, give, um, a little bit of a brief overview of, of where you've been at recently.
1: Yeah. So, um, in March, uh, this year, um, I was, um, I started having some, some strange, uh, visual symptoms and, um, uh, that prompted an MRI scan. Um, and this was at the end of March, um, which led to the diagnosis of a brain tumour. And it was obviously quite a shock um, at the time. Um, It was all a bit of a whirlwind. Um, I got put on a fast pathway through the NHS, um, which which, um, I couldn't actually wait the two weeks. So I had to pay privately to see a neurosurgeon. Um, So I just wanted to get straight, um, you know, what my Sort of prognosis was. Um, I suppose I went into a bit of panic to start with.
0: Um,
1: yeah, and uh, yeah, so I, I I saw this neurosurgeon and he he explained that um, because of the size of the tumor, it was um, a, an operation was, was was my only sort of option really. Um, um, and from there, um, as I say, it was just a whirlwind. It all happened so quickly. Um, I was then. Uh, there was a period of about three weeks um, after this appointment that I saw
0: a neurologist
1: and got to ask some questions about the operation and you know my prognosis for um, the future. Um, and then I started to sort of ease into the fact that you know the reality of the situation that I did have a brain tumor, um, but I was you know extremely thankful that um, I could be offered. An operation to remove it, so uh so may the fourth uh this year i had the operation craniotomy um, to remove the tumor, which was successful um, and uh yeah my my recovery has been sort of amazing to think that mm-hmm. i'm you know I'm able now to you know you well know, I'm home for a start to have, to have conversations and um be out walking and going to the gym and i'm easing myself back into work now so um yeah as i say it's been a whirlwind
0: yeah yeah i I can well i remember the first phone call when my mum rang me to tell me and um just just utter shock because um obviously only three four months before we'd all been celebrating your wedding to my sister and everything was completely normal and it just highlights that how life can spin on a dime, eh? Like just how fast things can change and how how everything can alter so fast. Um, and I think that, um, I mean, Attitude is a whole different podcast um, that I'm doing but um, that really did set you up. Um, you went into that operation with a, I'm going to beat this. I'm gonna go into this operation fit. I'm I'm gonna smash it, and you have, um, but I think um, and it and it's so good to see you looking like you did when I saw you in January. Like you don't look any different, but I know from my experience that internally you will be an entirely different human now, um, and that um, your approach to life has probably going through all sorts um of self-evaluations right now have you found that um that change
1: yeah 100 percent. yeah um my perspective um on on life you know completely changed um I, I realized that um that you know there were certain things on um the day before i was diagnosed you know i had Everyday worries, things that you know everybody has, um, and literally the day after something that was completely out of my control, um, just those those worries just simply went away. Um, so I realised that you know there are only a few important things in my life, um, and I sort of realised what they were um, in an instant you know then i started to worry about really important things um so i did my perspective literally changed you know it's uh yeah it's it's changed me as a person i I know i won't be the same person that i was before but um i honestly believe that it's made me stronger more resilient um i've been very fortunate that I seem to have have made a a good recovery so far, and I hope that continues. But um, Strangely, I almost look at it like it could have a positive effect on my life from now on. I will live life differently because of it. Do you you find that as well, that that, that the, the way you spend your time is different now
0: Oh, absolutely. Like a hundred percent. I I remember, um, yeah, all those things that you felt were important before um, just become um, not irrelevant, um, but they're, they're certainly less of a priority. I mean, you, uh, so um, for people listening, uh, Rich is my brother-in-law, but he hadn't met my sister when i left england so um he didn't really know me um very well prior to to me living in new zealand but um you know those things that you know i was a complete shopaholic i loved fast cars and <laughs> eating out and living life in in a very different way to how i do now and i think for me the small things have become The most important, you know, there, and 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 part of that is probably because I've become a parent in that time too. So obviously your your priorities change with that as well. It's not just the cancer, but I think um, when I was initially diagnosed um, back in twenty thirteen, that was obviously what um, prompted the my move to New Zealand in the first place was that diagnosis and. I realised that things that I was doing weren't making me happy and that I needed time out, time away. I wanted to travel. Um, and so that, you know, if you don't do it now, when will you started kicking in? And that's shaped the the last eight years, I guess, of, of where I am now. So yeah, it's yeah, definitely I... changed perspective. Yeah, I...
1: I you know the time the time that we spent together over Christmas just gone you know I could see how close, um you Ruby and Ryan are as a as a family you know you, mm. you and 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 what I see on um social media and hear from um your parents and Lara as well that you you know you literally do everything together and it seems that you're you know you're you're really close yet as a family and it's um yeah it's it's amazing to see um, do do you think that uh, your diagnosis is, has made your relationships closer? Have you, have you become closer to people that are important to you now?
0: Yeah, I definitely, um, I don't take anything for granted. Um, I'll definitely say that. I think um, I really hold on to those relationships that matter and and make effort, you know, like it's it's amazing the support that I've had and we've had, but you get that support because you give back too, and and you your friends and you're caring about those people. You just don't absorb the support and expect it and take it. You have to you have to be a partner. You have to be a mum. You have to be a friend um, <clears throat> to get that that level of um, support. And I think that that's something that I'm really aware of is that gratitude for good relationships and how important those people are but also being present for them you know i could i could be a very demanding wife that demands that ryan <laughs> takes all of his you know energy to look after me and make sure i'm all right but actually you know he needs it too he he needs my support and he needs um he needs to feel that we're a unit that can't be broken and um yeah. and I'm very um yeah, very um possessive about that that little unit. I think um we we're, yeah. we're a good little yeah. unit. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, and and talking about, you know, living you from what i see you literally live it up you do you do every, everything everything <laughs> in your community you are there you are you know you're, 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 you're you know if, you, if you're not you know performing on a stage or or doing ballet <laughs> or taking ruby to a clubs you're on a on a yacht sailing across the, you know in, across the sea and doing all you know all this all this stuff i'm just it's so admirable looking at you know and this is this is during a diagnosis and um and living with ongoing treatment, I just find it absolutely incredible that you, you know, and just how resilient you are to keep going, keep going, and keep wanting to experience and live and challenge yourself to, to do new things. I, you know, it certainly yeah. helped me. So yeah, helped me.
0: Oh, that's good to know. That's good. Um, I think, I think I've always been a little bit worried that well more than worried. I've always been anxious that time would run out. Um, That's been something that, you ask my sister, (laughs) um, I continually used to harp on about even in my twenties. And so now that, you know, it really is, um, then I just, it's, it's very... Hard for me to say no to anything because I just want to try and fit as much in as I can. Ryan looks on in horror sometimes because I've he's he's very much an introvert, whereas I am a complete extrovert. But um, he he does his best, bless him. <laughs> um, <coughs> but yeah, I do think it's important to to give things a go and to to live life like it's while you can. Why wouldn't you? You know, it's um, it's something I'm very passionate about, and I I don't understand this. Or I'll tr- one day, or um, next week, or tomorrow. You know, like now, now. You know, like give it a go now. If it's on your, if it's yeah. in front of you, try it. I mean, obviously. Um, Financial, you know, like I can't do everything I want to do because I would (laughs) the list would be endless, and um, we certainly don't have the means to do that. But if there's an opportunity that's in front of me and it's possible, then I will try it. And yeah, um, I certainly feel like having. Listen to you over there well, a little bit before you were you were quite like that anyway, but certainly the way it, things the conversations we've had since your diagnosis I've noticed that you're more looking to immediate changes and things that you feel are important to you that you want to do now. do you feel like you're you're getting is i mean it's still early days for you, I'm a wee way in, but um you feel like those perspectives are changing and that that kind of more immediate now is is catching up with you or
1: how do you yeah i i i think i'm i'm less likely to make excuses now for things like that that um i want to do um whereas before i might let work get in the way of stuff or think oh you know i'll do that one day so i think There is in the you know it's like well if if it's a thought if it's something which you're interested in why why put it off and I think that attitude is is a good one to have really, um you know so yeah I you know I I want to I want to test myself you know I want to put myself out there and um, I'm an introvert as well Um, so I'm less I've always been less likely to put myself forward for something that I don't think I'll be good at. But now I just think, you know, what the heck? I'll, I'll try it. If I don't like it, I'll try something else. Um, and
0: yeah, yeah, I do think that comes with being forty, too. Uh, it could well be, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so if
1: you've got. Have you got a bucket list?
0: Um, I started, but it kind of changed too rapidly. Like, <laughs> and also, like the trouble with bucket lists, I think, is that if you start, um. Think, there are things that I want to do, like, um, you know, I want to ride a horse on a beach with Ruby or the, ride roller skates down the Esplanade or those kind of things. But the trouble with bucket list is like, I could say, I want to take Ruby to Disneyland or I want to buy a hat. Those things aren't going to happen because we can't afford them. So um, I'm more looking at living through opportunities that present themselves to me or things that are sort of minor goals. So I guess it's a kind of a bucket list, but it's more of a like, where do I, what do I see things that I can do in the next six months or eight months or a year? Like I don't go too far ahead um, because you can have grand plans and bucket lists. But for me, I need to feel like I'm uh, achieving. And I think this is, a slight difference in you know hopefully you' your now your tumor's removed and you can move on and and live life in a different way. I'm in a situation where mine is not going to go away so the the aspirations and the the life I'm living are, are different like my future is potentially a lot shorter and I don't mean that in a negative way it just means that long-term goals and Plans for the future are slightly altered, um, so my I can live more in the immediate, I guess, um, yeah. <clears throat> than than too long term. But I guess it's a form of bucket list.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Are you? Have you? Have, I was... Go on. Sorry, sorry go on. I was just going to say, have you been compiling one?
1: <laughs> no, not,
0: no, not really, not yet
1: there's there is things that i want to throw myself into I'd yeah like, I, I i do want to raise money for um some charities now um, that's something um, can you start um, with my drugs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, um yes yeah, so th- there are there are, there are things that i will do that i wouldn't have done before um there's there's an of the brain treatment charity based in the uk um, again it just raises money towards research development of treatments and things um they're doing uh, yearly they do numerous sort of challenges so there's an abseiling um event uh down the spinnaker tower i think it's oh, in yeah. enough um and that's that's something i'm going to do um yeah. next year but i wouldn't have um, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done that uh, six months ago. Yeah. Um I wouldn't have even thought about it. So yeah, little things like that that I now think, yeah, I'll just just crack on and do
0: it. Yeah. And I think what you're doing the worst that can happen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The um I think it's um it's really good that you're, you know, you're recognising those changes so early too, because I mean I'm now ten years Past my first diagnosis and two and a half years into this one, so and it's only now that I'm actually able to really process those changes. Like I remember when I first uh, moved to New Zealand, which is obviously a reaction to the first diagnosis and um, wanting to wanting to change. It. But I didn't really recognise that that's what was happening until I looked back and. And I mean, at the time people must have thought I was insane, but, um, but it turned out to be the best thing that I ever did. And I think that recognising those changes and living your life differently um, is, is so admirable and, and so, and you're thinking so clearly, like it's, it's amazing to see And Like, I know, like you said, you tailspinned initially, but I mean, you're only. Where are we now? July? You know, it was May you were under there, under the surgeon, yeah. you know, like, it's an incredible um, clarity of thought that you that you've achieved in such a short amount of time. And it I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure you'll go through changes, but <clears throat> you see, are you feeling yeah. quite clear? Yeah,
1: it was, um, the emotions sort of came, came. Uh- Quite quickly, really. It was, um, at first, it was um, panic. You know, I went into a state of panic. But that was quite Mm -hmm. short-lived, really. I was, um, I suppose it was the first time I considered my own mortality, you know. Um, And, you know, that that worried me. Um, You know, immediately I thought of um, Lara and the kids. um, And and my family and friends. And, you know, then you start... And then you start worrying about the little things like, you know, how how are they gonna how are they gonna survive without me and all this sort of stuff. But that was short lived. That that was that was a couple of weeks and then then the emotion of anger came in, like why me? What you know but then, you know, again that was short lived and then then it became you know, I, I became determined that
0: Yeah, you wanted to I was live. gonna
1: have a positive This is going to have a positive um, outcome Um, and that's where my focus went and it's uh, you know and it's still that now Um, Mm -hmm. i know i'll have to have scans for years to come um, but you know i'm still you know looking at it in a positive way and thinking well actually i can i could turn this whole thing into something you know positive
0: yeah Um, do you find yeah do you find that when you um i don't know, this might be just me but when i think about life as a, a think like i i it, like it excites me like i can't begin to explain how i'm like oh my god like we have this chance we have so many things to to grab and it like one of the one of the things i love most is standing whether it be on there. I've done, there's a couple of times like when I've stood on the beach and you can hear the sea and you can smell the salt and you can feel the wind or um, you know I don't know you'll be at your favorite place like if you play golf it might be on a golf course or if you ski it'll be on a mountain and you're looking at the sparkling snow you know like and you look around you and you're like this this is it this is what it's about that this feeling this smell this sound like I can't get over how my diagnosis has um, absolutely made me focus on those things. And that's what I really get excited about now is like how those... And when I'm on the boat and I can hear the water and feel the movement, like, I don't know, it's yeah. it's just unbelievable, yeah, you know, like...
1: I, yeah, I can relate to that because, you know, when you ask me, Coming on this pod, and you know, I thought the word "living." What what does it mean mean to me? And and I immediately thought living means being in the present, mm. like being you. You you only have the moment now. You know, th- yeah. this moment now is 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 really all you have, and and I think that's exactly it. I think it's being in the present. Whether that's you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be. um a happy place you know it's feeling that emotion that you're feeling at any yeah. one time and you know really realizing um being conscious of of what's happening and, and and to almost watch it from um be able to watch yourself in that moment
0: being very self-aware yeah yeah
1: yeah like to, you're talking about smells and sounds um and things like that and that's 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 fully embracing the moment that you're in, um, being able to enjoy it.
0: Um, yeah. And you picked up something there, you said, you know, it's not always about being happy. And you're right, it's absolutely not about always being happy because I think there's this real pressure, um, you know, you see social media and everyone's living these amazing lives and you see the, the gloss, but actually, you know, part of living is is dealing with all aspects of life and riding out the um the downs and the ups and the and like you said being very present <coughs> in that in that moment and acknowledging that it's okay that there's a day where you just don't want to get up and you know you just want to to wallow and that's as, and that's living as much as Being on a yacht and flying through the, (laughs) flying through the harbor, you know, like it—it's not—it's not not a bad thing to have a day where you don't want to do anything. Like that's living too, Um, yeah. And I think that's in—that is actually something that we get caught up in trying to live our best life, and we don't actually acknowledge that sometimes that is just a down day or a a bad period of time and that you have to you have to get through those to enjoy the other aspects as well and i think that's that's really important to acknowledge
1: yeah I, i'm into the um uh, you're talking about really feeling into you know the smells and sounds and you know what you're do you know the standing in in front of the sea and listening to the waves crashing and stuff um i'm really into sort of the law of attraction i and i used it um before my operation actually i i i really felt into the positive vibe of of um you know some people think it's woo woo you know but before i went to bed every night for two weeks i used uh, i imagined that I, I could see myself the other side of the operation and i could yeah. see i visualized the um tumour getting removed um as weird as it sounds I, I could pick I could picture my brain and, and this tumour being in the brain and it being moved from my brain
0: yeah
1: um almost like it had just what was happening and then I imagined what my life would be like afterwards yeah um and I think it helped me you know sleep better at the time because I was going to bed thinking of, uh, a positive thought so I'm getting a better night's sleep, and I was I was feeling okay the next day. Um, it was only like a split second in the morning that you you know you realise that well, you remember. Really, when You wake yeah. up and there's that split second when you wake up, and then you suddenly it dawns on you: oh, yeah, I've got I've got a brain tumour. I've, I've got yeah. to deal with this. But you know, it's only short lived. Um, but yeah, you know, I really I really feel into that. You know, uh, being. Completely realistic about the situation, but actually really feeling into um, manifesting. manifestation. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah
1: I, I really yeah. feel that helped me.
0: Yeah, my my mum always was saying, just imagine the imagine the drugs and ninjas and they're they're killing their tumours. You know, you just got to imagine like them. The, yeah. yeah, little ninjas going bop, 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 bop. <laughs> and um, and that's what I do when when I run. Like so um without going too much into more drug funding drama, but obviously the, the cost of drugs means that um the way in which we live is is changed a bit to how we perhaps would want to. Um but so some of the things I found that I get the most um out of are free and running or walking on the beach is is a huge one. Um, and we're very lucky in that um, we live right by the beach and it happens to be one of the things that works for me. So that's, you know, um, but when I'm running along and I'm listening to those waves, and I, I'm thinking like of my blood pumping round and those ninjas are fighting and um, that they're you know, the streamers are shrinking or they're staying, you know, they're, they're keeping back, they're defending. And then that the waves are washing away, you know, like it's it is, um, all of these things are so important um, to, to be able to live your life and, and feel like you're normal and, and that you're in control um, of the situation because it's very easy to get completely overwhelmed and, and let what's happening to you dictate your life rather than you live your life and be in control of your life. And so I think that that, isn't woo woo. It's it's a very um, clear determination to live and live well. And um, from from my perspective, I think that's the best and as I see it, the only way to be. Because otherwise, you're going to get swallowed up in a in a whole world of, uh, of of spiraling out of control. Because you need to be in control of of your life and how you live it. So I think it's um, I think it's a really good way to. To finish your day to go to sleep, thinking like that, yeah, yeah. and it's clearly worked for you too
1: <laughs> well i, I like to, yeah, I like to think so I, I read I read a, a great book that i'm going to send i 'm going to send you actually um, mm. so i think it's it's quite a short read um but yeah it's, it's helped me massively so um, yeah, the next package we send over i'll, I'll send this book is but it's by joseph murphy um it's about the power of the subconscious mind i
0: I am um, interested to read that
1: yeah um
0: what what does
1: the what does the word living mean to you like when when what comes to mind when you
0: i think just making the most of what you have like and and getting the most out of every moment based on what you have i think it's wasted energy thinking about what um what other people have that you don't or what what you want to achieve that you don't have i mean there there's ambition i've always been ambitious so you know like um when i was diagnosed i was determined to get my qualification to be a solicitor again here and and things like that and their personal goals um based on um my quite hard to explain but what I know I can achieve um and what's right in front of me so I was you know I am a lawyer in England it it was within my ambition to to be a lawyer here and I was already on that path so it's not quite like turning around and saying right now I want to be a doctor (laughs) and I'm gonna throw everything I've got at being a doctor you know a it's unachievable it's unaffordable and so I think for me living is very much making the most of the people that we have in our lives and what we have and focusing on those small things and yes have ambition and drive and but for me it's not going too big it's just really um, focusing on what's important and and having that perspective about what's important and the latest designer clothes don't really matter to me anymore um you know i'm wearing a top that i bought 20 years ago that would never have happened (laughs) um you know like it's it's those little things and and if someone told me tomorrow i'd have to leave my beach and my sea and um and the people that i love that's where i would really find it hard so that's i guess that's living for me what about you
1: yeah i mean you described it so well i'm like very similar i i think i'm really interested in doing doing things that sort of scare me now um because i think being afraid of failing has um held me back in the past so um I know that happiness is internal and there's no- nothing external um, that can sort of, you know, defeat me. I know it's all, yeah. it's all internal. Um, so you know, I plan to do something that's going to um, scare me, you know, every day whether that's having a cold shower um, <laughs> or um, you know, sailing down a spinnaker tower um yeah. i think i'll grow as a person um because of that um you know being healthy um
0: yeah you know, i think that's a big little, one
1: little things like you know i I've, I've always been health conscious um but i'm even more health conscious now but again i don't think it's obsessive i think you know i need to be healthy to, to look after my family um, yeah. and i want to put myself in the best possible position so again from this i'm going to try and be even more healthy you know every time my heart rate um raises um i feel alive i, I feel like you know this is this is it this is I, I i'm i'm doing this and you know heart's beating the adrenaline's pumping and you know that's uh, to me that's that's living you know that remind yeah. that's a constant reminder do, doing something every day that reminds you that you're alive because i can't think of anything more boring than you know getting up without a purpose in the morning going to work for eight hours and then just slumping on a sofa
0: and
1: yeah and do, doing nothing for the evening you know yeah. i suppose the diagnosis has made me realize that you know you actually have to do things um
0: it's interesting also. actually to hit- sorry go on I was going to say it's interesting to hear you say that um, you want to do things that frighten you a little bit every day because I've kind of gone the opposite a little bit. Like I'm a little bit more risk adverse than I probably was before. Like so, while I want to, I live and enjoy the moments. Like in 2015, I jumped out of an aeroplane. There is not one hope (laughs) I would do that again. (laughs) No way. No, no way. I mean, sailing is scary enough right now. (laughs) Um, You know, like, um, so it's quite interesting to hear that that different perspective on for you to feel alive is to shock yourself a little bit and and push yourself in in that way. Whereas mine's been a little bit more to pull back. in that sense than probably where I was but then again maybe you know I did jump out of that airplane in 2015 which was just after my you know a couple of years after my um, original diagnosis so maybe at the start I was a bit like "Yeah, come on then <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't remember um, too much about thinking like that but maybe that's what it was
1: <laughs> do, do you think you've got better at saying thinking about time you know, that you could- your time spent do you think you've got better at saying no to people
0: uh, no <laughs> <laughs> ryan would say that i don't say no enough um it depends like i'm i'm much better at saying uh no to things that don't make me feel good or that um are not good for for our family um so in that sense um Yes, I've got better at saying no. My time management is seriously no no better than it was ten years ago, and um, I just try and cram more into into the time that I do have. Um, so, in answer to your question, yes and no. I think um, I say yes to way more stuff, but I'm much better at saying no to stuff that I feel is wrong or not good. Yeah
1: yeah um what about your lifestyle now Do you, would you say would it be fair to say that since your diagnosis that your lifestyle has improved
0: yeah hundred percent you... yeah 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 a hundred percent i mean like um i i i mean it's hard because part of it is that i've as I say I've become a mum and a a wife in that time so your lifestyle is always going to change anyway with those things um cancer aside and and my lifestyle when I moved to New Zealand and, and met Ryan and had Ruby had changed considerably from you know when I lived in the UK but how much of that is down to to the cancer, I don't know, because I was living at a time then when I was in between diagnoses. So I think the first diagnosis had changed me so that I was much more aware of how special those things are. Um, but then this second diagnosis has probably pushed it into a another level again. Um, but certainly. Um, you know, I was much more aware of taking time for for family and doing the things you love. And the work-life balance in New Zealand is is quite different to the UK anyway. Um, there's a much more of an emphasis on that <clears throat> and making time, free time count. So it has changed considerably. But how much of that is down to cancer or just circumstances, it's, it's a little bit mixed. I can't take I can't say that cancer changed me completely I think um, uh. <laughs> but certainly it gave me a, it's given me a few wake-up calls yeah. but um, so for, for you for the what well, obviously for the for the foreseeable future you're well the near future you're focusing on your continued recovery and you're doing amazingly well but what what's next in your life or living living each day plan yeah
1: i i'm I one for routine so whatever i do i i i work well with having a you know a regular routine so um you know I'm, I'm not i'm not currently working um at the moment um because i've had my driving license taken away because of because of the operation and medication but um it also uh, you know it made me think about everything like work you know is is the job that i do because i run my own business um do i want to do this you know um and i dreamt you know all through my 20s to run my own business and it's taken it's taken me 10 years um to build it to the to the point that it is um but i'm even questioning things like that you know do i want to go down a different route and at the moment everything's you know everything i'm being open-minded about everything i'm just you know i'm lucky that i've got time to at the moment to reflect um
0: and not make knee-jerk (laughs) reactions yeah i've
1: got the worries about um you know daily sort of operations and stuff so i work operations that is it's um so yeah, I, I get time to reflect, to to think and and ponder about you know what my next move is. Um, mm. so, so I'm looking into looking into various things at the moment, and it might well be that I I, I go back to, um, you know, the vision of growing my business um, further. Um, but I'm just being open minded. It's just made me think completely differently. Yeah, you know, like I felt before I. I wouldn't have even questioned whether um, what I do was was right for me, but but now I feel I should. I've got time to observe and you know to think about what I want from life, what sort of lifestyle I want. Um, yeah. There's I always that's... going to be the pressure pressure of earning money, but um, you know I suppose when you've had a you know when you've been told that there's something inside your body which it's a threat to your life um, suddenly you you do realize that you know if there's an opportunity to make changes well if there ever is a time then now is the time to do it yeah so, I think um,
0: that I know that, that you've got behind you there I am grateful <laughs> and I think that that yes. that is um that's a, the overriding feeling that I have is being grateful for life and I think from what you just said you know that being grateful for the time you've got to think and evaluate and maybe it will take you back to the same place and that you'll feel that actually your life was just tracking the way you wanted it to and you had the right balance and and that's amazing like awesome um it will be you know how, how good would that be to feel like actually you know it was all good. I'm going to tweak a few things and I'm going to scare the hell out myself every day, but on the whole, I was doing it right. And what more can you ask for, you know? It's it that's living. Just just, just right there. <laughs> so I think I think you're doing amazingly well and um I'm so, I'm very grateful to have you in my life and my sister um and um I think that you'll come out all good
1: yeah as i say you, you've been a massive inspiration to me um and there's no doubt that you've helped um you know maybe some parts of that even knowing it but you know getting through my operation and coming out the other side and focusing on my recovery and, you know you're living proof that you know you can face you know some serious challenges but you know, with the right mindset um, an attitude that there is hope and there is, you know, a way forward. You can live your life, you know, despite, you know, a horrible diagnosis. So, yeah, um, yeah thank you.
0: Thanks, Rich.